What's up, podcast listeners? You're listening to Mom and Dad Are Stoned, a podcast for responsible cannabis users. Burgers. <laughs> oh my god. I'm Catherine from I'm Catherine from thestonermom.com and I am joined as always by my wonderful and handsome and sexy husband Blavid. What? <clears throat> I love you. Have you ever known anybody else named Blavid? No. What an unusual name. So unusual. <laughs> what what kind of country do you think that person's from? Blavaria. Blavaria. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we're clearly stoned already. We are parents to four and legal cannabis users in the great state of Colorado, USA, where we're allowed to USA. smoke weed every day, just like the Dr. Dre told us to. Every day. As you can see, I am pumped up and ready to go. Yeah, you are. I'm glad to see you like this. Uh, like an hour ago, I was depressed. Yeah, but it's okay. That happened. We've been doing so much work in our house this mm. weekend. We painted the shit out of our living room, and it looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And that was like the last big, huge bastion of the previous owners that Gross. we did not Bark. Like. It's over now. Anyway, um, so this is an exciting episode for us today. It is. Did you know that? I did. Do you know why it's exciting? It's our 50th episode. You want to know what else? What? Today's the first day we met in our, in our, so look, it's our 50th (laughs) podcast anniversary. And our 50th anniversary. And our 50th wedding anniversary. That's right. I'm 34 years old. How old are you? Whatever. 34. 74? (laughs) No, but it is our 50th episode yeah it is and the anniversary of the day we met and it is the anniversary of the day we met and i love you and you loved me that day i did immediately instantly instantly i was thinking about what a, what's our wedding gonna be like and stuff yeah it was it was real uh-huh. <laughs> anyway aside from all that stuff um so what are we doing for our 50th anniversary uh wait let's talk about how it is our, our 50th, 50th it's not our 50th anniversary whatever i'm talking about mom and dad are stone bitch well, that's, it's still an anniversary. It's just our 50th episode. Right? <laughs> no, it's our 50th anniversary. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fine. We've made 50 podcast episodes. Yeah, we have. Have you listened to all 50 of them? Oh, my God. It's 420 right now. So, anyway, I'm very happy that 50 episodes ago, my husband planted the seed in my brain to do a podcast, just waiting for the day that I would say, Maybe we should do a podcast. Yeah. And I was, oh my gosh, I couldn't wait. He was so happy. I had been wanting to do a podcast for, for years. Forever. Since before he knew me. Yeah. Because I didn't do a podcast when I met him, but you did. I was into podcasts. <coughs> it's true. When you met me, I was like, I had my own little set of podcasts I listened to. Honey, I thought it was an old person thing. And I, I was know. like, and now it's blowing up. Somehow I had it mixed up in my brain with like XM, mm-hmm. with like re- rental cars. Okay. No, I can see that. And that <laughs> and is just old being like, I don't, that never sounds good or like is what I want to listen to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Isn't that the deal with XM Radio? Yeah. Oh, I, and it's I like, wonder how long that's going to be around. I mean, my car has XM you know, Radio. Listen, Hulu was that way. In the yeah. beginning, it was like, yeah, I could get that, but what the fuck would I watch on it? Yeah. Like now, nothing. But now it's like, so maybe, maybe XM Radio will take over podcasts. I don't think so. Because they. Because you can't choose what you want to listen to still. Just like on here, you can go. Remember the conversation we had last night about 
we make the decision like I'm going to watch this. I'm going to listen to that. Yes, we did listen to make have that conversation. Yeah. And XM radio, satellite radio, the only thing you can do is like, oh, I have more options. Oh, I want to listen to the classic hip hop station. Okay, well anyway, what else? Um, so anyway, thank you for being on this journey of podcasting with me. I appreciate it. I listen to podcasts now more than you do. Mm-hmm. And That's true. It is true. But you do all of the technical stuff on our podcast, including putting it on the internets, which is probably the part I should know how to do and don't and yeah. don't want to. It's so okay. there. It's not that hard. <laughs> but um <laughs> I just want to say, you're going to hear a dog barking in the background, and there's nothing I can do about that. And we do we do this, we go through this in every episode. So let's just get it out of the way. It's we have happen. a dog. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. He's got a lot of years left in him. And he loves to bark. And he, he is just the barkiest shit ever. And he's huge. Not small. Yeah. His bark is not tiny. Nope. And he's and he barks during our podcast and all videos. So for all fifty episodes, yeah, of this podcast, yeah, there's the stuff that's been edited out is all me getting mad at him. Oh my god, there are times when David goes into the door and screams like a maniac, and I'm worried about what the neighbors think. Except not really, because I don't care. We don't care. <laughs> so what about I our um, HOA? What else about what about this? Oh my god, now he's taking a shit right in front of me. (laughs) He did that he did that on one of us. Look, mom. Remember when he farted and we had to stop? Mm -hmm. Because it was so bad? Because he's a man? He's not a man, he's an ogre. He's a human man and his farts are terrible. Are terrible. The things he ate last night. I don't want to know. He ate that steak. He ate half a steak. Why did you give him half? I said just give him a little. I chopped it into little pieces. Oh my god, he's gonna die. No, we're all gonna die. That's okay. Valar Margulas. Right. And and that means fucking all men must die. Right. Okay, so David, believe it, I mean, believe it. Yeah. The second reason this episode is special. Is special. Okay, is because why? Is because it is the first in our 2017 Game of Stoned series. What? So in the past year, <laughs> yeah. years, in the past year, we put in our Game year. of Stoned podcast on its own feed. Right. Um, called Game of Stoned. But yeah. this year, we have decided to simplify things and stay here. Stay right here. On our mom and dad are stoned. Network. Feed. <laughs> right. Podcast feed. And we are just kind of switching up our format a little bit. So... We can include both our love of Game of Blowns in addition to all of the things that you like about Mom and Dad are Stoned, which is, I don't know what, I guess banter between Blavid and I. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's you don't have to go to that other Game of Stone podcast. Don't do that. Stay right here. We will try to keep it entertaining by keeping our format staple of getting very stoned or messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an alcoholic beverage tonight, as well as one, two, three, four glass bongs full and ready to go of marijuana. All right. Homegrown marijuana. Okay. Um, we will also still do Ask the Stoner Mom in most of these, mm-hmm. as long as we didn't go for two hours. And we will be doing What's Going On in Dave's Girl. So there will still be uh, content for our stoner listeners. Okay. The ones that aren't into Game of Blooms. Hey. Hey. 
Hey, hey, hey. Look at that nerd. Hey, hey, hey. Look at that rock. Hey, hey, hey. Look at that. What What are we talking about in this episode anyway? We are going to be talking about today's topic is a Times article by oh. Megan McCloskey. Yep. And it is called The 20 Most Essential Game of Thrones Episodes. And so we are going to take those 20 and we're going to say these are the 20 essential Game of Thrones episodes to watch stoned. Yes. Got it? And what, what, when you say that, I mean, like, why? Like, why these 20? Okay, so I think she picked these 20. So I picked these 20 because there was a Time article already written out for the 20. Because I was like, God, we cannot talk about 60 episodes of Game of Thrones. Because that's how many there are. And I I didn't know there were that many. Ain't nobody got time for that. I've got kids and a life. Okay. Do you think that if you watched this 20 in the order that they write out for you, do you think you would like get you'd still know what was going on in Game of Thrones? Um, I think so. Yes. Okay. So, so these are the big milestones like bam. I noticed a lot of big milestones. Yes. And I don't think we missed any milestones Okay. as far as I know. But I think they picked them also on like. Um. Amazing, like award. the ones that were awarded, like, like Emmy, Emmy nomi- awards, yeah, Emmy nominated ones and stuff like that. So, cool. so if you're trying to get an idea of what Game of Thrones is, watch these. Let's jump right out, in. Yeah, especially if you want to get up to speed before July 16th, which is when season seven of HBO's Game of, Game Thrones. of Thrones, and we're only going to cover one through ten on this episode. Yeah. We're going to do 1 through 10, um, and I better get high. David? Yes, babe? Tell our beloved listeners... What the first episode in this essential list of stoned Game of Thrones episodes? Um, it's season one, episode one. Winter is coming. I to me, this is the best episode in the entire series. No. <laughs> okay, you're right. you're right. You're absolutely right about that. But this is a good one because you know what? In terms of like, it's- they really did a great job of jamming all. Like, you get a good foundation of. Of what's going on. Okay, so in the first episode, winter is coming. We learn what that means. That's the the house words of House Stark. We learn about um, these different families that are important in the series, but um, certainly not all of them at all, right? Right. Um, what do they talk about? We learn about the Starks quite a bit in the beginning and see like their happy family um and you. are instantly on their side yeah. like every kid in the family is lovely and you love them and they each get a dire wolf in this episode. oh my god yeah so could, yeah. you you meet the starks who are the northern house that are like in charge like the most the lordly Lord, house Lord or whatever and um yeah historically they're like closest to like where everything gets super scary and icy and cold. Yeah. So anyway, 
just like in real life, um, those northern territories are considered more wild or backwards um, to everybody in like the south. You can look at that like on a global scale or you can look at it per per country. And it's true. But definitely in uh, Great Britain. Right. So like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, you know, it's just Alaska or so Canada. It's, no, I'm just kidding. So we learn about Westeros and it kind of models that same like this. The real Westeros is down here at King's Landing and the yeah. capital and all of the surrounding area. And, and it's not as cold. That's where civilization is and where everything grows and blah, blah, blah. And like wars take place and. Whatever, but we're learning about the Starks who live in the north and are in charge of the no- of the north, yep. and which is wild, which is wild and cold, and no one in the south really gets what goes on no. in the north. No, just so yeah. And you meet Ned Stark or Eddard Stark. So Ned Stark is the head of the family, and his wife is Catelyn Stark, mm-hmm. and then they have the Stark children, who are like these are all major characters, right? All of them. What, who are his kids? He's got. You've got Rob. Um, Rob. Sansa. Sansa. Played by. What's her face? Sophie Turner. You got Arya. Of what show? Movie. Blabbity boo. Wasn't it the, the X Men yeah. movie? I don't know which one. There's a lot of X Men movies, by the way. Mm, we don't know. Huh? The latest one. The I think one it's called we... Age of Apocalypse. That's what it's called. Really? Mm-hmm. Anyway, she's cool. She's in that. Okay. She plays ne- Jean Grey or the Phoenix. I think the person next is um Isn't it Arya? I think it's Bran. And is then Bran older than Arya? Think of that arrow scene when he's like trying to shoot and then all of a sudden she yeah, she's like Doesn't she seem smaller than him? Probably. Let's just say it's Bran. Whatever. And then Sorry, let's say guys. it's Arya and then it's Recon. Rickon. Rickon. And then there's a bastard. And then there's a bastard, Jon Snow, played by Kit Harrington, And he's so handsome and also beautiful. And so he's an awesome character for a married couple. Yeah. To and fall for. He fucking fights his little handsome face off. He does. He, he's the best swordsman of all. And he acts his pants off. He's so good. He's great. And he's got a lot of honor, he's which got, he gets from his dad. Who's yeah. Not, so we've got this royal dad. family and... Um, the royal children, and then northern got, royal children. And you got Theon Greyjoy. And, and then you have the bastard. And so he has all of these. He's not like mistreated. No. He's completely included, but he is different. Mm-hmm. Like there's just no if ands, or but buts he, about But he him. looks like a Stark. Sorry. He looks like, you know, he looks like his brother. I I'll little. tell you what. What? He's prettier than both my daughters. That's true. <laughs> said that in the last episode yeah, I did. watched. I love that guy. You um, were in, you were cooking. Um, and I laughed. Okay. So and then there's Theon Greyjoy, who's there? Who is that? He's he, a ward. Right. So Theon is a ward. Uh, so for good behavior. Um, so he's like the son of a royal. Another know, family of a different lord. So that you know the Starks like defeated and are, are keeping him for good behavior, which. I don't think that really ever works because... Well, only the Starks can pull that off. Theon. So he grows up kind of with them too, but also definitely different. Yeah. Um, and then that's them. And then their uh, sigil is the dire one. We learn that they're... Con- yes. 
and they're connected to wolves, like their their uh, mythology, you know, and folk tales and stuff. Have How about like wolves? Wolves and um, and their philosophy is like staying together, wolf pack like mm-hmm. being the pack, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So in this first episode, they come upon a dead like deer stag thing dead stag that's what it was because it's foreshadowing of Baratheon and um, then we find the dead dire wolf that was engaged in battle I guess with this fucking stag and the dire wolves we learn are huge Um, they're like wolves but they're bigger than wolves like 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 when you watched Twilight because you know you did (laughs) you know you did (laughs) We know your girlfriend made you watch Twilight. My wife made me watch Twilight. <laughs> um, so anyway, they and then they come across this, these two dead animals, and there's dire wolf pups. We, yeah, so they find this big, huge dire wolf, and, but she's got pups in her, and I think her belly's ripped open, yeah, right? And, and the pups are there, and, and then Theon Greyjoy says, My lord, isn't it Theon who says it? Uh, no, it's Jon Snow. He goes... The dire wolf is the sigil of your house. Yeah, Jon Snow says all that shit. There are five pups. Theon is a shit in that scene. That's true. Um. So anyway, the kids were all like wanting um, the pups because obviously what child would come upon a pup without a mama mm-hmm. and not beg for it. And Ned is irritated because these are fucking direwolf pups. Yeah, it's not and like a puppy. So it's going to be like a horse-sized pup wolf eventually. And, which is kind of cool. Which is badass. And so he was um, like, you got to clean it. And he's like, no. And then Jon Snow is like. There's five and then you have five kids. You have five. He said you have five true-born Stark children. Mm-hmm. Um, one for each true-born Stark child. So he's like, fine, blah, 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 blah. So in the mo- in the show, you I think you hear, or something. Yeah. And John turns and finds that there's what? actually another wolf who's all white. Mm-hmm. And I think he has red fucking eyes. So anyway, he finds there. that and he was like a sixth one. And it was him. And, and so anyway, he picks it up and he doesn't say anything. And Theon looks at it and says, that's the... Runt of the litter. That's you, right? Like a joke. And but that is him. And that is Ghost. Um, the wolf's name is Ghost, and that's Jon Snow's dire wolf. Okay. And in the books, the wolf doesn't make a sound. Like Jon Snow hears something that no one else hears. And that's your first hint of these children have special capabilities or a special connection with these wolves that they found. Which uh, is amazing. Kind of makes me want to die. Choke up a little bit. <laughs> That's the other thing. Ghost in the books, like he never makes any sound. He doesn't bark or howl. Like he's silent and he's like albino. He's still around. Yeah, he is. He's one of the last dialogues. I can't take it. I hope Nymeria comes back. Oh my God, she's alive. The next thing you learn in number one is uh, the Lannisters in the south and that they are coming north. Well, in this episode... Do they already come north? They already come north. And that they come north. Yeah. And then the fucking And why king, do they come north? Because um, Robert okay, Baratheon I'll- wants to invite Eddard Stock. First of all, he wants to go see his beautiful uh, promised uh, lady in the catacombs. We're not going to get into that. Yeah, okay. 
Well, anyway, he comes Do to... Do you want me to just explain no, it? He comes to Winterfell <laughs> to offer Ned the position of Hand of the King. Because... John Aaron... Is dead. Is dead. And... And John Aaron... There are... That was the former Hand of the King. Right. So, um, the King in the South, the King... What's his name? Robert, Robert Baratheon. Baratheon. And they are stags. So, the Starks are wolves. Baratheons are stags, and he's married to a Lannister queen. Lannisters are lions. Um, And then Targaryens are the most recent dynasty Mm -hmm. that has been recently extinguished, and they've been extinguished by Robert the Starks. Right. And the Targaryens are the dragons, and they had dragons, and they ruled all of Westeros for... Years and 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 years. I want to say thousands of years. Like, we're completely conquered and shit. And there's, like, this whole history of them that is, like, you know, totally laid out in the books and stuff. And it's badass. So, anyway, we'll talk about them later. Well, but anyway, so, yeah, you learn about the Lannisters. They come north and Robert gets Ned to be Hand of the King. So, now they all have to come. Well, not all of them, but him and Sansa... And Arya have to go south. Yeah, he takes the ladies, the he girls. He takes the girls. And then the other person that you learn about is Daenerys Targaryen, who is, God, what's her name? Emma Clarkson? Oh, I have no idea. And yeah, she's wearing a super blonde, platinum, silvery type wig. In the books, she has purple eyes because she's a Targaryen. And like I said, that's that house that had recently been overthrown. Um, and so she's an exiled princess. Where um, is she in Dorne? She's in Essos, oh, wow. which is across the sea, the narrow sea. And she's grown up in um, exile. And she has an older brother who looks creepy, kind of like her, and <laughs> with like silver blonde hair and yeah. very pale. And he's like uh, psychotic. And you learn about what a psychotic weirdo he is because he is. And so he's like, what, this exiled prince, right? So he's the heir to this Targaryen name and dynasty. He's the rightful leader of all of Westeros. Over time, you learn, like, why the Targaryens were thrown out and stuff um, or defeated or whatever. But they had dragons in the past, and um, now all the dragons are extinct. But, you know, they've always thought that they were the dragon like that and that kind of goes with the warging with the starks like being one with your your wolf you know that it's the same with the dragons and the targaryens anyway we're gonna spend a lot of time on episode one because it's the back we won't do that with anything else right so that are those are the people that we're introduced to in the first episode um and then Quickly, the opening scene of the show, Mm -hmm. series, is um, we learn all about, not all about, we learn about hints of the White Walkers. And the Night's Watch. And the Night's Watch. And so the Night's Watch, we learn, is this order of, like, prisoners or just men who take an oath to defend the realm. And that they can't um, desert, you know, you it's a lifelong thing until death. And if you desert, uh, the only you'll be executed. Yeah. That's the price for that. So 
So it's a big deal oath that you take. It's a lifetime. It's a lifetime commitment. And often um, criminals and like prisoners, like royal born, like prisoners will take the black is what it's called to be the Night's Watch. And that's like a instead of being executed, it's like, you know, being sent to Serbia or some shit. <laughs> fucking working in a labor camp and Mm -hmm. but then coming back you know which happens a lot or happened anyway sorry anyway that's that so we learn about that because um a member of the night's watch is so horrified when he comes across we don't really know what it is but it's like zombies it's like dead corpsey looking creepy things that chase them and are freaking scary and have ice blue eyes and supernatural abilities as far as like well they all look dead and they are dead and so they come upon body parts they come across a little what they call wildling village wildlings are anything that live on the other side of the wall which is what the this night. is too much. It's a lot, but you have to know that they come across this fucking little village, and they everybody's dead. Everybody in the village is dead. And then they keep walking. Well, one guy from there's a party of three. One guy looks in the village and he sees dead, and he sees fucking dead everywhere. And he goes back and gets the other buddies in the night spot. He goes, "Oh my god, come back here, come see that." And they're all gone. And they're all gone. Okay. Creepy. Creepy. And then. then and they, there were body parts and shit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all those dead peoples are chasing the party. Scary. And trying to kill them. Okay? And then so one he, of the three gets away and runs and his so ass off. he's so fucking scared. He runs all the way to Winterfell, which yeah, is where which is the Starks live. Yep, which is deserting. So. So we learn that. We learn that. And Ned Stark, he tells him that he saw dead people walking Ned Stark, because he deserted, had to behead him. So he beheads him in front of his children, and and they all watch. And that's right before they get those dire wolf pups. Mm -hmm. So anyway, flash forward to the end of the show. What happens then? That's also crazy. At Winterfell, Mm -hmm. the uh, home of the Starks, Mm -hmm. the royal family is all staying there because they're, you know, they traveled up there to ask Ned Eddard to be the... Hand of the King. And um, Bran, the one of the sons, the Stark boys, is climbing up really high. He climbs up a really high tower. He comes upon... He just likes climbing. He likes to climb. In the books, it's all laid out. I mean, he's very good. <laughs> but in... Yeah, he comes upon, in this high tower, an abandoned tower, he comes upon the queen, Cersei, and she's being uh, fucked by her brother, Ugh. her twin brother, Jamie. That's right. And um, he's just a little kid, right? He's like, whoa. But they see him seeing them and freak out. And Jamie Lannister grabs him in the window. This is the brother of the queen, grabs the boy, mm-hmm. grabs Bran and uh, asks him how old he is. And looks around and considers, and then he pushes Bran, who's a little boy, out the, out the fucking window of this tower and looks back at his sister and says, the things I do for love. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the first episode. Boom. Done. Done. And you're like, oh, man, that was some messed up shit I just saw. 
Aren't they related? Oh my god. Okay, episode two on the list is Baylor. It's season one, episode nine. Episode two on the list is from season one, episode mm-hmm. nine, Baylor. And that's the last episode of the first season. Mm-hmm. So obviously all sorts of shit went down. Okay, so here from the Time article, Ned Stark's beheading remains one of Thrones' most defining moments, but there are also several other game-changing scenes in Baylor. Tyrion meets Shay. Rob captures Jamie after unwisely agreeing to marry one marry one of Walder Frey's daughters. Man, he sure fucked up there. John receives his Valerian steel sword Longclaw. Daenerys goes into labor. Yeah, she does. And Joffrey becomes one of the most hated characters in television history. It's true. This eventful hour also established each season's Pen, how do you say that word? Penultimate mm-hmm. episode as something fans both await and dread. Man, talk about the like the last, se- the second to the last season episode and the last episode are always like just killers. There's They're always killers. like a crazy battle that's insane, and then like a crazy ending to the se- to the season. Yep. My favorite part of this episode is when John gets his sword from uh, the Night's Watch, the commander of the Night's Watch, uh-huh. Lord Mormont. Uh-huh. And he had his sword, like he's from the Bear Island, uh-huh. which the bear, they follow the bear. He changed it into a wolf's head. I loved that. I thought that was amazing because I love Mormont. He's amazing. Mormont had a son and his son dishonored him so much yeah. and he wasn't like a rotten dude or a bad dad or anything man right. and he didn't even seem to like ever portray like shame really in yeah. his son yeah. like just like my son's not here yeah that's it i can't give him my sword and yeah but you can have my sword john snow because you're and he yeah I thought that was cool. And that's important because that Valyrian steel saves his ass. Saves his ass. Yes. So that was a good one. The reason Joffrey becomes one of the most hated characters in television history is what? Because he decides that he's going to kill. He's gonna, they had arranged everything so that Ned Hart just had to be, you know, humiliated and to take the black. Yeah. Um, Cersei was behind. She wanted. N- she was like, this is what we're going to do. No, it was Varys. Varys convinced Cersei. Right. But I mean, like. Cersei was not pro cutting off Ned Stark's head, right? No, nobody was. Nobody was. Um, because nobody wanted war yet. Even the people that want war and for Danny to take charge or whoever, like, they don't want war yet. Right. Um, so anyway, but yeah, so that scene of Ned being executed, there's so much crazy stuff going on, but it's like really seen from Arya, his youngest daughter's perspective. Because she's in the crowd with, like, the common people who are calling for his blood. You're always thrown, like, with this show. Like, you always see how um, the population, like, does not get it. That they're, like, fed some story by, you know, propaganda or something. And don't know who's good and who's bad. And are completely wrong about it. So anyway, it was really sad because you see it from this young girl's perspective. And with his head coming off, it's like she is in like a completely unsafe. She's like orphaned at this point because she's nowhere near her family and has no protection. Nope. And you see in his last moments, Ned protecting her. Yeah. By 
saying to whatever his name is the knights the guy who was in king's landing to get night's watch recruits so to gather the rapists and criminals right. to take them up to the north to serve to the wall oh my god we never even talked about the wall whatever you guys watch the show um <laughs> right yeah that was our problem with the first one yeah we just talked to, went off in too many tangents we tried to explain everybody you can't you got to stick to the script. you have to pretend that everyone watches right. like we do yep. like we don't need to know who people are because we know we know Okay. So, um, yeah. So he tells the Night's Watch guy. He says Baylor because they're at the Great Sept of Baylor, which is like a, you know, religious icon place where they will do things like execute or not execute or pardon or whatever. Um, and he's talking about the statue and of Baylor. he's talking about there's a statue because at the statue, the foot of the statue is Arya. And he Ned sees his daughter there, his little daughter there. And so he says, Baylor. And he means that so that. And the guy looks and he sees her and he goes, got it. Got it. And then boom, Arya is saved by that guy. The Night's Watch guy. Yeah. He saved her fucking life because Ned told him about it. So yeah. That was awesome. Okay. That then, was like, yeah, he's like com- being commanded by a dying man. Like, yeah. you got to take that shit seriously. He did it, too. He did, too. Oh, my God. Doesn't that make you want to die? I hate, I love Ned. He Stark. eventually, no, I'm talking about the other guy, the guy whose name we don't remember oh, yeah. or know. Yeah. Like, well, he eventually dies, like, fucking. Defending all Defending. The people. Isn't he defending, like, Gendry and Arya? Yeah. Like. Yeah. From uh, Lannisters. From fucking Lannisters. Who are looking for Arya and, well, they're really looking for Gendry. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the next one. Season number three. Fire and Blood. Season one, episode 10. This is the season finale. A news of Ned's execution spreads throughout the Seven Kingdoms. <laughs> yeah. The new power players of Westeros begin to come into their own. Rob is proclaimed the king in the north. Tyrion is named the Hand of the King. King in the north! John begins his first expedition beyond the wall. And last but certainly not least, Daenerys emerges unscathed from a massive inferno where her three newly hatched dragons. What? Can, can, can I tell a story about this episode? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when we we both tried to watch this show together yeah. twice and couldn't get through the first episode. Nope. Um, because we're too cool for dragons. We're too cool, man. But um, later, like months later, I got into the habit of while working, I would play a show that I don't really pay that much attention to in the background of my computer. And I was going through all sorts of HBO stuff, mostly documentaries. But then I went through Game of Thrones. And so I started watching Game of Thrones in the background and not paying attention to shit or understanding really anything. But then this episode happened and I watched at the end fucking Daenerys naked with baby dragons. And one of them is suckling. And it was like the most amazing thing ever. And I was like, this show is badass. And that's when I came out to you about my, that I'd been secretly watching the show. I know. That's how far I got. That far? Episode 10. And you had watched all the other ones? In the background of doing other shit. I love this one too. That's all I'll say. I mean, that was pretty cool when she like burned herself and then. And that's cool. Yeah, it's cool when all the other shit happens, I guess. But when Danny has those babies, man. Man, it's like she comes out of that fire pit the next morning and she's got those dragons. And then like everybody's like dropping and worshiping her. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that human just Uh, had some baby dragons. (laughs) 
That's and it. dragons have been extinct. Yeah, forever. Not anymore. I guess Mother of Dragons brought them back. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Okay, number four on the list. The Old Gods and the New. Season two, episode six. After an initial watch, it may seem as though nothing of great significance occurs in this episode. However, several moments set up major events in the series. North of the Wall, John's hesitation to kill Egret separates him from his fellow Night's Watch brothers. A mistake that eventually leads to his immersion into the Wildling camp. Meanwhile, Tyrion stirs up the bad blood between himself and Cersei by sending her daughter... Marcella to Dorn. Sorry. Marcella. And Jachen Hagar, Jake and Hagar, mm-hmm. continues to use his mystical sexy powers <laughs> to help Arya. I have a thing for Jake and Hagar. You do? I like him. I never, I thought he was so like unattractive for a while, and then he really grew on me as sexy Jesus, as the character sexy Jesus. I do like him a lot. <laughs> But anyway, I'm sorry. Sexy Jesus. It's just like, you know, that's why people like follow cults is because some sexy Jesus came up and said some esoteric bullshit, bullshit. And you're just like, this guy's not bad looking. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. And he seems to kind of looks like Jesus. He seems to be getting me out of all kinds of trouble. Constantly. <laughs> so there you go. I'm a Jake and Hagar fan. Um, Finally, there's the Ironborn takeover of Winterfell, which brings about some of the season's most direct foreshadowing. Gods help you, Theon Greyjoy. Now you are truly lost. Which is what the, is that what the maester of Winterfell said? No, it was the other guy. The, the guy that guy. he executes. He says that to That him. he can't really take and his head off. He, yeah, and he fucking kicks it off in Ugh. the end. Oh, it's the worst. And there's like, you know, this show is so violent and yucky. There's a lot of death that you don't necessarily need to see. Um, it is. It's it's bad. Like Theon's whole like torturing for episode after episode that was sexual in nature yeah. was so difficult and like not exactly. fun. And like I don't even like Theon. So why the fuck do I care? I know. I don't like Theon either. Anyway, what was your favorite part of this episode? Um, well, n- certainly not when Theon kicks this fucking old dude's dignified man's head off. That's not fun because he can't get his sword straight, you know. He doesn't know how to swing a sword. It's not that part. Um, I do like when he is, when Theon is taking over Winterfell and he's like, to Bran, he's like, I'm taking over, blah, blah, blah. You will do this and blah, blah. And Bran's like, I won't. Yeah. And Bran's like a crippled eight-year-old or something. Yeah. And he's like, I never will. <laughs> I never will. <laughs> and he's just like not afraid of Theon. No. Like nobody is afraid of Theon. They're just never will. horrified yeah. by. Like his actions. That, oh, I guess you have a sword and an army, a small army. So and you don't care now. about anything yeah. anymore. Gross. Nice. You're gross. And you yuck. suck. You're yeah. the worst. The worst. Okay, let's talk about the next one. Episode 5. Season 2, episode 9. Blackwater. Blackwater. This is a pretty cool episode, I thought. Who's going to read it? I'll read it. 
an hour-long depiction of the highly anticipated showdown between the Lannisters and Stannis Baratheon is Thrones' first capsule event episode, sorry, and demonstrates the series' unrivaled capacity for producing a satisfying battle scene. As Stannis' forces attempt to invade King's Landing, the true strength of wildfire comes to light. Tyrion proves himself a worthy leader. Cersei shows how far she will go to keep her children safe, at least in her mind. Oh, and you will also get to hear the Hound deliver his iconic Fuck the King's God, Fuck the City, Fuck the King pronouncement. (laughs) (laughs) He says those things, man. I love the Hound. I do too. Um... So, yeah. So, yes, this is a battle episode of which uh, Game of Thrones was very good at. Man, this one they was a good one. They have some beautiful battle episodes and scenes that are just, like, amazing. This one was the first kind of cool big one. And Stannis just, like, battles his way through all that shit. and Also looking good. Yeah. Climbs a fucking ladder, slays a bunch of fucking people in the castle, and is, like, battling and battling and battling only to have them go we gotta retreat we gotta retreat because Tywin comes in with another uh, group of soldiers but you know what Stannis was in the castle slaying people it's true and he was like and he just never had a good army like he had this shitty like bought purchase fucking on credit army and like he just didn't have it going for him no Ben and so anyway yes very he's such a fun character Plus, I don't think he was as dedicated as he should have been to the uh, the uh, God the of Light. I mean, he like, wasn't. if, if like he, he just, you know, would have been more dedicated, maybe he would have been victorious. It's like he was like, he wanted to, like, reap the benefits of being a follower. Mm-hmm. Like, if that meant, like, killing his family and stuff. But, but also wanted to be detached enough. Yeah. Where like you he know, felt okay with himself. It was just yeah. Look, either yucky. you're gonna kill your whole family and <laughs> use that power to conquer kingdoms, or you're gonna be a pussy. It's fucked up, man. So yeah. So that's 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 that. But anyway, his wife is still alive and all that, right? At this point, yes. Yeah. Um, what Tyrion fights? Yeah. He he leads the whole battle. He saves the fucking city, basically. And. Uh, and because his father, Tywin, comes in at that moment with all of his army, and his army is scary and powerful, um, he obviously gets the credit. Well, though one, one was, thing, though, one of the Kingsguard or Gold Cloaks, I'm not sure which one, was about to kill him on the battlefield, and then his squire, Podrick, killed that guy for him. Yeah. We've already learned in the series, I think, that Podrick has a some method of pleasing <laughs> okay <laughs> okay all right let's go on to number six <laughs> this one number six is called valor Morgulis, which means this is season two episode 10 valar margulis which Ooh. means omen must die Okay, you read this one. As season two comes to a close, the ramifications of the War of the Five Kings echo throughout the Seven Kingdoms. In King's Landing, Tyrion and Sansa are cast aside by Joffrey as Tywin and Marjorie are chosen to take their places as Hand of the King and Queen-to-be, respectively. Theon is betrayed by his own men who surrender him to the Boltons at Winterfell, 
Rob makes the biggest mistake of his military career by foregoing his debt to Walder Frey to marry Talisa and, oh, to marry Talisa, who didn't even exist in the book. Right. <laughs> uh, so, not appealing as a watcher. Anyway, and Jaken, Hagar, sexy Jesus, invites Arya to become one of the faceless men. Meanwhile, beyond the borders of Westeros, Daenerys enters the House of the Undying. John finds a way to prove his loyalty to the wildlings, and the White Walkers make another terrifying appearance. Yeah. Well, I don't uh, remember that. Do you? Uh, the White Walkers make another terrifying appearance. I believe this is, I believe this is the one where Gilly and Sam oh. are ch- held up in some abandoned, burned out house in By the middle of the tree. forest. Yeah, and uh, a White Walker comes because the baby's crying, little Sam. Yes, and because that White Walker wants that baby, and uh, Sam kills the White Walker with dragon glass. He has a dagger, mm-hmm. right? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. And the the guy comes up and just knocks him aside. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then it's walking to Gilly and the baby. And he comes up behind it and stabs it in the back of the dragon glass. And, and it, it just explodes. Like, yeah. It's amazing. Anyway. We like that. Yeah. So, you know, and then what's even better is then from that moment on, Sam likes to say, well, I'm the first one who slayed a white walker in thousands of years. <laughs> like, he like, that's his thing. <laughs> He uses that, man. He says that a lot. He should, because he did not cry like a pussy. Like, no. Remember that first time he saw a White Walker and he was yeah. like, oh my God. He just hid in the To thing. the point where the White Walker was like, fine. <laughs> yeah, the White Walker looks at him and he goes, <laughs> and then we, like, okay. I don't really want you as a dead person. In my <laughs> That's what he was saying. I know. He was, that was like, don't kill this one. We don't want he's, him. He's just going to do this as a dead person. Um, so anyway, yeah, so there you go. So that was a lot going on there. And by inviting Arya to be a faceless man, Joggin gives her acquaintances. If you meet a man of Bravos, say this to them, and you show them this coin. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. That's it. So All very mysterious. Yeah. And you were like, what? I don't got it. Why would I do that? Okay, but it was kind of cool. Like, you still don't get it, but, like, you watch it, and it's, like, awesome. Yeah, it's super awesome. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Number seven. Wait, did we cover that? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And now his watch is ended. Season three, episode four. Oh, the other thing I think that's significant about that episode. Oh, number six? Yeah. Okay. On the list is that the Boltons are now. They're out there. They're now in Winterfell. Yeah. They've now taken Winterfell. Wait, they have? Yeah, because this is the episode that Theon is betrayed. And like Ramsay takes over. But Rob is still alive. Okay, then this is when Theon is betrayed by his dudes. Yeah, this is when he's betrayed by his dudes. Yep. And given to the Boltons. And he meets Reek, who is actually Ramsay. Right? Ramsay calls himself Reek? In the beginning, because he's pretending. I didn't know that. Yeah, he tricks him. Gross. I did not know that. Yeah, this is where we meet Ramsey Bolton, and Ramsey's like, I'm your friend, I'm on your side. Yeah. But he takes him to escape, and then they learn, he, so he can learn a bunch of shit about him. Well, he doesn't realize in the beginning that he's like Ramsey Bolton. He, right. He thinks he's like... Some dudes. A lower person. Right. Yeah. So he just takes him around the countryside talking to him. Sorry, and then they Ramsey break... Snap. Then don't they break back into the Bolton place? Yeah. <laughs> and then he fucking is like, 
Here he is. I'm Ramsey. <laughs> I'm going to cut your dick off. <laughs> anyway. Okay, number seven. Fuck that episode. <laughs> yeah, fuck that one. And now his watch is ended. Season okay. three, episode four. So this is seven on our list. Yep. Season three, episode four. Who's reading it? You. An episode dubbed one of the big ones. Biggins. By showrunners David whatever and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> David Benoff and D.B. Weiss. <laughs> the final scene of And Now His Watch is Ended marks a major turning point for Thrones. After gaining control of the 8,000 unsullied, Daenerys commands her new army to take out Astapor's masters, beginning her seasons-long crusade against slavery. Okay. A slavery. The hour also depicts the fallout from Jamie losing a limb, oh. the reveal of Ramsay's true inner nature, and a change of command for the Night's Watch. Oh my. Hmm. Okay. Is that when Mormont dies? I think so, yeah. That must be. Or right. is it I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I know. I Why don't, is this one of the big ones? I know. I was just saying that I was reading this. And I was like, mm, this is not a big one, actually, to me. But that's just that's just me saying that. Anyway, I guess when they're saying it's the turning point because Danny gets her army. Yes. I know? mean, and that is definitely a significant turning point mm-hmm. for her. Because um, now she's got Dothraki plus her, but her. I mean, this is like an assassin army. This is like crazed killer, super efficient, and they're army. super good. And they're and they're, just... and they're also completely loyal. Yeah, and they've been offered freedom. Yeah, by Danny, by her. So anyway, yeah, it's a big one for her, I guess. I guess so, but not anybody else, other than Jamie loses his hand. Well, yeah, and I don't enjoy the scene where he's like fighting in the mud and like being forced to drink horse piss. It's not fun. Yeah, I don't like that either. I feel bad for um, Jamie the whole time. But he is a shit. He's a fucking asshole. But because he does some shitty things. But he's also. Remember when he tells Brian he's big enough to do it to her? Oh, yeah. He's like, I could, I could do it. But I don't want to or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was like. Because I only fuck my sister or yeah. someone related to me. Exactly. Number eight. Second Sons. Season three, episode eight. In this season's first wedding, first wedding, they say, hmm. Sansa is married off to Tyrion. Yep. To their collective dismay. Elsewhere, Melisandre demonstrates exactly what she means by there is power in a king's blood, while Daenerys meets Dario Naharis. Hate. Gross, especially this actor. This one, yes. And can gains control of the second son's mercenary army. The episode culminates with what feels like major foreshadowing as Sam discovers that White Walkers can be killed with Dragonglass. Okay, I was obs- I guess I was wrong. <laughs> Maybe that last episode was where <laughs> the White Walker walks by Sam and sees him hiding behind a rock and goes... No, because it doesn't... It must be... Oh. Wait. I think, I think that must be it. Yes. So this is... This is when he actually kills a White Walker. This is the exact scene that you described, though. Okay. Not so, the scene. So remember what I said earlier, and that's here now. Yeah. Okay. So the first one was definitely when he... So when I, and I chirped up, remember when Sam, like, well, the first time? That's that was happened. the first time. Right. So can you use that? Yeah. Because it was funny. It was funny. 
Um, so when they say Melisandre demonstrates exactly what she means by there's power in King's I think blood. that's when she's having sex with Gendry, but then like gets his blood and leeches off his dick. Ugh. She puts one on his dick, on his ding dong. Is this the one where she, does she give birth in this one? I don't know, baby. Maybe. I mean, Renly can't be, he's not alive anymore. This list sucks. It's not very descriptive. It doesn't suck. So anyway, I think that um, the other thing that sucks about this episode is the first Dario with his long fatio here. <laughs> he's so dumb looking. He's the worst. Oh my god, he's not he is not what women want. And I don't know what happened, but they replaced this guy. And he's like a secondary character in the show, reoccurring character. Women were so like <laughs> I can't you know, I used to like Game of Thrones until yeah. Fabio's younger brother yeah, why? decided why? Yuck. They fixed Yuck. <laughs> They fixed it. So, yeah. In Sex in the City, remember at the end when um, fucking Samantha falls in love with Model Boy? Yeah, yeah. And, and for a long time for me, I was like, I hate this whole storyline. I hate this relationship. I didn't believe it at all. But they did it for so long that I eventually... Bought into it. Was, okay, fine. You're going to take it into the movie? Okay, fine. Do it. Whatever. Supermodel boy has some place in somebody's life. I guess. I guess so. Yours, sure. Whatever. He so. doesn't have a fucking place in Danny's, okay? No. This and, bitch and this show, is yeah. fucking writing her own dragons that she birthed, and she doesn't need fucking Fabio. Like, I'm going to defend you and be... No, fuck you. No. Like, ugh, everything about him was so gross, and like, I'm so beautiful. I think they figured that out, too. Nobody wants to be with somebody that's more beautiful. Well, first of all, he's gross. Anyway, <laughs> let's go to the next one. The number I'm sorry, nine. I'm the sure number you're nine. A good looking man when you're not wearing your wig. Number nine. The Reigns of <laughs> Castamere. Season three, episode nine. I like how we hated the last two episodes on this list. They're dumb. But we watched them. We were like, that was good. Did you like that one? I don't even remember it. Um, okay, this one. The notes, all they say is the red wedding. That's all that really needs to be said. Yeah, so when this happened in real time, I I wasn't watching the show. You weren't watching the show. But mm -mm. people that were watching the show were Losing their shit. So this is the red wedding episode. Yeah. And, um, you know, in the books, it just all was the same and yeah. just as shocking or whatever. But it became a, like, social, a cultural thing when it happened in the show because just many people were not prepared <laughs> yeah. and not reading the books or or even you know like looking up the show people some people don't do that no. i mean not always so, so can you imagine if no. you were like that and you watched this episode oh no i can't even imagine because there's such a big turn that you don't I see coming it's like what it's the fuck? just horrifying yeah Horrifying. They people just start dying. So this is a very famous episode of Game of Thrones because they kill major characters, and it's a it's just such an interesting picture of like what something that happens in a book and can be universally known for a whole book, you know, following audience, like how when it plays out in like real time on television, it just. It's completely different yeah. from reading a book. Completely. And you're still, like, in the books, you're like, 
devastated, you know? But um, when you read something in a book that devastates you, you don't see it all over social media the right. next day. Right. Which is how a very popular show on HBO would be. So that's how that all went down. Man, and it was fucked And up. I remember watching so on the peripheral because I've been so, like, anti, like, Facebook for, like, honestly a long-ass time, like, years now. Mm-hmm. And, like... Just being like, oh, I would comment to know, but I don't know what any of that means. And it was people reacting. Not happily. Because it was crazy. Same thing happened in the season when they burned fucking Stannis' daughter. daughter. Like, people were just like, and I just saw it, and I was just like, what is up with this show? People are so pissed off. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, We get it now. We get it. But this show is fucked up. This one. Isn't it? interesting to see how things play out like oh yeah i wish like i could go back in time in life like uh, now yeah. it's here forever so people are discovering that thing well, we all the do, time and we got to do that where we could just binge watch the shit out of them yeah and then oh my god did you see that can you imagine though being the person that's like waiting every week i'm just like well yeah because we are those people right yeah, now we are. <laughs> oh my god so what if we have a red wedding episode oh my god that'd be the worst i don't even know what's gonna happen i have no the cool thing about the new season. I just burped like seven times. That's okay. Nobody <laughs> has any clue what's going to happen. It's true. You don't know. You have no, like, and even in the last episode, there was speculation from the book that hasn't been written. But now it's just like, well, it was like what the fandom had decided, which has been very consistent with what is actually happening. Then happened like, on the show, and you know that the show was created with the author's original, right. uh, you know, communication, and like this is what happens, and this is what's going to happen. And I just have to fucking finish writing it, and people need to leave me alone. Yeah, exactly. So in this episode, there's a wedding that when we were making fun of Rob for marrying to Lisa, who's not even in the books, like, and the stupid. Um, well, the red wedding are the ramifications yeah. of that. And it's sad on so many awful levels. But to me, the saddest element of the red wedding is fucking Arya and like Arya and the hound and like this fucking evil, horrible hound who like is always showing himself to be like some weird hybrid of kind and good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like right there like, in this a dangerous situation, he's like, like he he's got gonna get her you out. there. He got her there to her family, to her brother and her mother. And then they get slain. And then, uh, yeah. And then everybody is killed. And it's the saddest thing in the world. And he fucking gets her out of there. But it's just like she was right there. It's, so it's like, how yeah. could she fucking like go out and kill the hound after that? Seriously? Yeah. When Jagan hits her. No matter what he says. Yeah. Like that it's for a reward or it's to be rid of you or yeah. it's to rape your sister or yeah. whatever. <laughs> like, if you, you felt know? that way, you wouldn't smuggle her out. You just yeah, leave her there like, to get killed. And it's just the worst. Well, Poor anyway. Arya seen everybody fucking be killed in all front of her. I all know. of her family. All and of except but not Sansa. And in this season, she's gonna be with Sansa. And John. We think. We hope. God, please. Okay. Please give us that. That would be great. Well, I mean, more importantly, I just want to see her with John because they love each other. He gave, yeah. He gave but her even a just being, I would say, like, being with any family yeah. would be, like, 
just the greatest like tonic, you know. There's still four of them. I mean, together. Yeah. There's quite a few Starks left, but nobody knows that. Well, Rickon's not around. Not anymore. So Bran, Arya, Sansa, and, and John. John. You can count John. Well, John's the Targaryen. He's the Stark. fucking king of the North. Anyway, number 10. He's ice and fire. Number 10. The Lion and the Rose. Season 4, Episode 2. Featuring another wedding and another shocking death, although mm-hmm. this one a crowd pleaser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The main attraction of The Lion and the Rose is the post-nuptials feast of Joffrey and Marjorie. Tensions rise throughout the episode as King's Landing's power players spar with each other, and Joffrey relentlessly torments Tyrion. However, the hour ends on a high note as the sadistic king is poisoned by an unknown assassin and finally meets his end. That's true. Mm-hmm. He gets poisoned, all right. It's a wedding episode. It's a long wedding. There's a lot of like bitchery and Tyrion humiliation. So much talk. Yeah, but yeah, so much Tyrion humiliation. Um, and then once again, very in line with the books, beautifully in line with like different changes, so that it's like visually understandable for like someone. So instead of a hairnet, it's a necklace, you know. But yeah, he's fucking poisoned by some shit. Um, and it's the strangler. And in the books, that shit kills people. And that's yeah. For real. Like it makes you choke and die and not be able to breathe. Yeah. Oh my God. And so it makes your face super purple. And its color is purple. And Sansa's necklace in that episode is purple. And there's a scene where Elena Tyrell is fussing with her necklace and her hair and her and that's when she gets that fucking shit because that shit has been put the strangler has been put in her her hairnet necklace Fuck yeah, it has, man. and they got to get rid of joffrey because he has proven himself to be the worst the worst the worst oh they get rid of him all right they get rid of his shit and it's the Tyrells that do that. She does it. She fucking does it right. Grandma does it. Grandma does that shit. And then when he's dying, she's like, help your king. Yeah. Fools. No one would suspect me, an old lady. Fucking love her I do so too. hard. She assassinated him. And like Marjorie's like was so perfect when she was around. Anyway, but then Tyrion gets framed. Because for that she's shit. like a young Elena. And she's being oh, yeah. taught by Elena. Like, she's like, look, you're going to marry some fool? She's like, kill him. She's like, <laughs> and she says to her, like, do you honestly think I would let you marry yeah. that? Come on. She's got it. She's like, oh. That is some family, womanly. I'll take care of that for you. Don't worry. Protection. Right she's pretty that. fucking cool. So, yeah, we get to see someone that just is universally hated um, and written to be that way. Die. Uh... Lena Headley, who plays Cersei, is awesome yeah. when he dies and she flips out very realistically and starts spitting, screaming that Tyrion did it. Tyrion's fault. Tyrion's fault. And that sets up, you know. Lots of things. A lot of shit is Tyrion, Tyrion's uh, imprisonment and like, yeah, for this supposed, you know, assassination yeah. is... 
uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> David, over there? tell me what you put in my drink. I put gin mm-hmm. and pims and ginger brew and a cucumber. So, here's here's what I love about this drink that you made me. Okay, what? So, since I've met you, mm-hmm. you've proven yourself yeah. to love mm-hmm. gingerbread, ginger snap cookies. Love them. Fucking, <laughs> like... Anything for real love, like really like it. So if someone, if I made it, you'd eat the shit out of it. Love it. And that stuff, you know, I try to always do something the the real way at least once. Mm-hmm. And so that means like buying molasses and like just weird shit that I don't buy at the grocery store, yeah. and it's on like the bottom shelf at the top shelf. Oh and yeah. Like what? What is this? This is something grandma had it's been in her. Here for a while. In this part of it. <laughs> um, you love that stuff, which I think is just so charming and cute. I, I, I love, love carrot cake. Okay. I can get behind a spicy. I love it. Whatever. That spicy type, whatever. Anyway, I don't know, but it's delicious. So, this drink that you made me with ginger brew tastes like a ginger snap cookie, except alcoholic. And it makes me laugh. Every time I drink it, so I, I you snicker it to myself. Do you know why I think I like that? Why? Because to me, that gingery, spicy, whatever, mm-hmm. reminds me of the holidays mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that shit. Like, you get the foil, the tin brown thing, and it has, like, ginger snaps and shit in it. So, I don't know. It, it, I equate it with winter. and Ginger snaps are like, it's like know. molasses and brown sugar. And it's like, it will just live forever. And you just kind of warm it up in your hands. Yeah. <laughs> and it's good. I think it's delicious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're okay. I think they're, I don't dislike them. Our kids aren't into them at all. Mm-hmm. Because I tried in the beginning. I know. I made something. And then I, I also bought ginger snap, different They know that cookies. we love carrot cake, though, which is nice. Yeah, every because time, of the whole walnut element, it's like very. Or every can't. time Sadie sees it in store, she's like, "Look, that's your favorite. Let's get it right now." And I'm like, "That's very kind that you recognize that, but I will pass." You know, um, but anyway, that's the ginger drink too. When I I had met this guy named I don't know what his name is anymore, but anyway, um, he introduced me to a drink where it's bourbon and ginger beer and mm-hmm. a little orange bitters. And ever since then, I've been hooked because to me, that's just like a, a golf, <laughs> a golf drink. Hi, hi, hi. Anyway, <laughs> that's it for our game of stoned uh, recap right there. Bitch. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> For a long time, y'all. Okay, so hi, now, hi, so, hi, y'all. So it's going to end on something. Yeah. And then something. I'm gonna now. So hi. Wait, are we gonna eat Mexican food? Did you like this episode? I did. Do you want to eat Mexican food? I do, but I only but I want to please you. So I mean, like whatever you want to eat is what I will eat. <laughs> <laughs> You always do shit like that. <laughs> okay. So what do you want to eat for food? <laughs> I mean, we can eat Mexican food if you want. 
I'll go get it. Okay. <laughs> do you want to come with me? From... Do what? Hey, hey, hey. Sit in the car. I'm not walking in to the establishment. I can tell you that. Hey, 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 look at that dirt. Hey, 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 look at that there rock. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. Hi, hi, hi. Yeah, let's eat some Mexican food. I would, I would like some Mexican food, and I'm ready for my digestive tract ruining... Uh, Diarrhea? No, just pain. Cramps? Cramps. <laughs> uh, Colorado... Carnitas, chili, <laughs> chili. Oh it's God. called it's called chili Colorado or some shit. I don't know what it is. It's pork chunks and red sauce. It's so good. It makes your stomach hurt. I can't eat spicy food anymore, but I just do it anyway. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> For years now. I <laughs> well, because it's you know what I. It must be like ice cream. It just me. tastes so good. Exactly, and it's not bad for you. I believe that that stuff's good for you. <laughs> just like I, I think, gin- even if it makes my stomach fucking I, and, cramp and, and, up, and, and I, I think, can't walk. Just like I think ginger is good for you. I think ginger is ginger cure- doesn't give you cramps; it makes you sweat. It sweat out all the impurities. Put some ginger up in your bath, oh y'all, and you will sweat your brains out. I'm not kidding. Which is good sometimes when you want to sweat. If out. you have a cold and you want to get shame. instantly better, take a ginger bath, and you will notice that you'll be like, "Why am I sweating abnormally?" And then like you'll feel better the next day. You're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm really sweating." Anyway, <laughs> so we're going to get some Mexican food. I'm going to talk about night sweats. Right in, now? In one of these episodes. <laughs> okay. That's a real thing. It's a woman thing. It and is. I always thought it was an older woman thing, like a um, postmenopausal woman thing. I think your body is, everybody's it's, bodies are changing constantly and trying to adapt to the situation. But yeah, but just like. Throwing in childbirth and your once or twice yeah. is, I mean, it's just on a completely different level. I believe it on a years long. Level. But I think like years. The, but don't you think the key is to recognize it and then be like, okay, what do I need to do to make myself comfortable during? What this I time? think is that mostly no one really knows what you need to do, and only you can figure it oh, out. Of course. And I feel like if you go to the doctor and I'm sweating all the time, blah blah. blah Maybe they'll fucking inject your body with Botox. You know what you stop need? Stop all the sweating. Or you need. How about some more pills? New, you need this new nemidacin. You know what you need? My drug rep just told me about. God, my doctor is so good, Doctor Dre, and he said, <laughs> "Smoke weed every day." He's right. He's right. You don't have to do it every day. You know. And it also does not cure night sweats, ladies. Sorry. I just wanted to bitch about my own, which I had last night. Okay. Uh, here I go. Mom and Dad are stoned is made by us, David. And believe it. <laughs> I'm sorry. You missed. You wanted to say believe it and you fucked it up. <laughs> so you had to say David and believe it. Which now sounds like an awesome law firm. Yeah. David. David the, and believe The associates of David and believe <laughs> Motorcycle injury. <laughs> okay, anyway, excuse me. It's made by you and I, who are a married couple, and your name is David. My name is Catherine. You can learn more about us at www.thestonermom.com. Follow David on Instagram at Colorado Weed Grower. That's at C O Weed Grower. Follow me everywhere at The Stoner Mom. 
Love y'all. Love y'all. Next week, we're going to cover uh, 11 two. through 20 of the best or most essential episodes to watch of Game of Thrones. Stout. Join us. Adios. Adios. Adios.